SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Roster of world-class experts, but they tell you gaming strategies to help you win. Any simpler, and we'd have to hold your hand. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hour number two of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing. With our pal Andy Isco out at Sunset Station in Henderson from the STN Sports Studios. Our beloved pal Stevie Slapshot. He's in control. I'm okay. I got a pith helmet and a Kevlar vest on. Just in case. He's back in the KSHP studios pushing a lot of buttons. Our producer in New York, Chris Bavona. It's fun racing to the weekend. Thanks to Chuck Esposito, everybody at Station Casinos having us out here. The STN mobile app. By the way, the NHL released their schedule yesterday, Stevie, and the Seattle Kraken first game in their franchise history was, you know, that was one of the things, among the many things that was leaked out the other day. Their first game is going to be at T-Mobile Arena Against the Golden Knights. And a line is already out. And the number is on the board at Station Casinos. How about how about this? Uh, let me give Stevie a you wanna you wanna play odds maker, Stevie? You wanna guess? Uh, I, I had a, my guess. Chuck sent me the sent me the notes that I got we got the number out and I had I had a number in mind and that wasn't too far off, but, but what do you think? I'm thinking how high can I go? I'll go uh three twenty. Wow. I was thinking it'd be well then, we'd have, we'd have put a good number up. I was thinking Vegas minus two sixty. That's about where I was. Uh, that's what I'd have made it. Two sixty. Vegas is minus three dollars against Seattle in Seattle. Opened, I think it opened minus two eighty, if I recall. So it's gotten bet up. A Total little. six. Yeah. <laughs> you want to bet a hockey game? Knock yourself out. Away you go. I I suppose, considering it's the first game in franchise history, even though it's on the road, maybe that's not a bad take. I know how strong the, the Knights are at home. Sure. It's, it's one of those few emotional situations that rarely comes up because how often do you have the first game in franchise history? So I, I would probably be on them for that game. Uh, win or lose, I would probably be on them in their first home game where they're probably also going to be a significant underdog to whomever they play. But you look at that roster, and I mean this, we've said this, and you look at it and you're like, okay, uh, you know, they can be, well, let's see, what do they look like? All right. Okay. On the blue line, Dridger's going to be the starting goalie, you would believe. You say, okay, decent. And then a lot of the guys up top, some players, it's nice. You're thinking it's a dead-under team. They'll play a simplistic game, dump and chase game, try to hang around. Hang around. And then you think back to what Vegas's roster was in 2017. You looked at that roster, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, but they had Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, 
doesn't anybody remember when Flurry came here? He was a name. But his regular season numbers in Pittsburgh had really tailed off. He was unprotected. He was reborn. He was reborn here, and and good for him. But everybody reacted to the Vegas roster the same way they're reacting right. to the Seattle roster. I'm not going to just drop an anvil on them. Let's see what they do. Well, no one expected Carlson to have the kind of season he did that. that All of them. Year. So many of them. Um, by the way, before we go any further, let's see. Let me check the clock here. Uh, yeah, we can do this. We talked about the Cleveland Guardians, Andy, and you were like, I wonder what's the what, connection? What's the connection? Well, we have an answer. Our budget's gone up on Vegas Sports <laughs> Radio. We have a crack statistician research uh, man. Uh, I'm guessing he knows how to use Google. His name's Steve. Exactly, uh, Andy. Steve. I know how to what, use Google. Well, what, what is what is the, the crack researcher, Steve, what did he come up with in right. regards to the Cleveland baseball name? So this is from NBC Sports. The name Guardians is a reference to well-known, which I, you know, well-known is... I, <laughs> how well-known? Yeah, how can that be in here? Art Deco statues located on the Lorraine Carnegie Bridge, uh-huh. which spans the Cuyahoga River and connects downtown Cleveland to the city's trendy Ohio City neighborhood. Those statues are known as the Guardians of Traffic. Dun, dun, dun. Wouldn't you think, though, if the Guardians were so well-known, don't you think we'd have heard of Lorraine Carnegie before? All of that stuff. Well, I, I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> Carnegie is Andrew Carnegie, the uh, still guy from Pittsburgh, which is not that far away. The only two Lorraines I can think of of note are the Lorraine, Lorraine Motel in Memphis, where Dr. King was assassinated, and Harry Lorraine, the memory expert who wrote a number of books with another memory expert, former NBA player Jerry Lucas. So what is Randy Quaid going to be doing in the outfield for Major League Seven? You know, <laughs> the crazy fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Again, I would have gone rocks, but what do I know? By the way, I'm looking forward to that. You talk about uh, what he's going to do. I'm looking forward to that game in August between the Yankees and the White Sox, the Field of Dreams game, which got postponed last year due to the COVID. They're going to play it, Where in, is it? in that Iowa cornfield. Is it that? Is it that park? Yeah. That I field? Believe, I believe it's August 13th, if I recall correctly. So anything in the corn is a home run, Andy? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like hitting a wiffle ball on the roof and then falls in the gutter. So, like, in the middle of the game, is, like, Ray Liotta going to walk out into left oh, center that would field? Be, that would be fantastic. <laughs> they, they, they may have some gimmick plan for that, but... Uh, Stevie, you could go to the game, sit on the bleachers like the little kid. You, you could fall off the bleachers and start choking on a hot dog. I, I do that on a daily basis. <laughs> that's a, that's not like a stretch. <laughs> All right, it's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're taking you to the top of the hour. Scott Farrell will be on board with you at 4 Eastern on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius 204. But we're rocking and rolling. Andy goes here with Stevie Slapshot. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here. 
Twitter seven days a week. Giving you the actionable insights and expert perspectives you need to win. And here's more good news. It's free. So stay tuned and get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio from Sunset Station. Our friend at sta- friends at Station Casinos coming in from out of town. You want to get the STN mobile app. The only requirement when you come to town and you get a mobile app is you got to be in the state of Nevada when you make the wager. No standing in lines. You don't get shut out, all the goodies. And you got the sportsbook at your fingertips with the STN mobile app. You know, Stevie, <laughs> sometimes I'm slow on the uptake. Sometimes. You, you have control of the buttons. I have no, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I just got to take it. I kind of like Fridays. But Monday, look out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it just dawned on me, and we've been doing the hockey show together now for three plus years. How many times have I said this? That when when Chuck Fletcher left Minnesota, I said that the Sabres should be putting like a GPS chip on this guy. And always have him on speed dial because Buffalo has fleeced Minnesota and Chuck Fletcher specifically on hockey deals every time they'd hook up. And here they do it again. This time they get him in Philadelphia and he gives the farm away. Yeah. Yeah. They know know a guy to deal with when they find one. Oh, man. I can't wait. And by the way, the reports are coming in now that, that. Many more teams are in on the Jack Eichel deal leading up to the draft. And the encouraging thing, you see the return that that trade brought you. Eichel, supposedly, the teams, which I, for the life of me, I cannot understand. With everything that's been leaked, the one thing that hasn't been leaked. Remember Darren Dreger was on the hockey show, Vegas Hockey Ellen, with us last week, Stevie? And I asked him. The one thing that no one knows or is not being reported is what is his actual status as of today? Not is he getting the fusion surgery or the experimental surgery, but what was prescribed was a a long period of rest and rehab. And that time had come and gone. And no one was saying, what is his actual status? Well, his agent, Peter Fish, has now said, He's great. He feels good, and he's training, and he's skating, and everybody says he's skating hard. Now, the day of, the reports are coming out that he's looking good, and the teams that are looking to get their meat hooks on him are encouraged by that, which means that price is going to go up. But, you know, I mean, how could you in good conscience, when they say none of these teams have had access to his medical records, I can't buy that for 10 seconds. How could you trade you no. know, two name players and two first-round picks? How could you swing for the fences and make a big trade if you're guessing whether the guy will ever play again? Oh, I completely agree. So that's a bunch of hooey. Yeah, well, if I'm a general manager, he's he before the you know the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted, I, I want my medical staff to look at him. Yeah, if right. you're that general manager, you'll soon be that former general manager. If you right. That, uh, I mean, I've got to believe in some way, shape, or form. That's just falling through the cracks. But yeah. the, 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 uh, So it's maybe it's like, uh, what do you call it, the vernacular of it? It's all, you know, oh, no one's had access to his medical records. Well, okay. But maybe doctors have gone and, you know, examined him. They don't, they don't have his medical records. They actually exam. They're just, they didn't lie to you. They don't have his medical records, but they're watching him skate. And they're, I mean, I, how do you make that deal? 
Um, yeah, unless, I mean, you know, the, the only time you th- hear things like that when trades are made and a guy doesn't pass his physical and the trade is undone. But this seems like a little bit of a different situation because you you know that uh, he's likely not to pass a physical unless certain situations have been corrected. By the way, in the first hour, thank Jay Cornegay from the Superbook over at the Westgate for coming on. That was good fun. Jay, yeah, I'm just double-checking a few sites here. I've been looking, too. I haven't yeah, seen anything. I, no, just in terms of teasing you a little bit, if you weren't with us in hour number one, Jay Cornegay said he got wind from some people that something could come about with Green Bay, an announcement with Green Bay. Sort of. Uh, it, well, I, I don't know. It only mean one thing. Days, right? Well, is he staying or going? Well, maybe it could mean two things. Well, yeah, but, but, <laughs> yeah, but if I'm Green but, Bay, I have to consider the fact that Aaron Rodgers, he's a he's a different kind of fella anyway, uh, with, with uh, just his overall persona, that he seems to be very stuck on the fact that he does not want to return to Green Bay, and that's how I think Green Bay would be reacting. And so, to the extent that they can now make a trade. Uh, or, or consider a trade for Aaron Rodgers and get something in return. You're not going to obviously get full value or maybe even anything close to it, but you know, get some draft choices or something along those lines. Um, I'm wondering, and I spoke to someone today who uh, still goes back to draft night, and there was all that talk about him being traded to Denver. He's gone out and made some future plays on Denver, which seems to be a very likely landing spot. He does want to go. Aaron Rodgers would like to go back west. Denver. Not exactly San Francisco or L.A., but you know, or Northern California, where he's from, uh, but certainly uh, much more west than Green Bay. And Denver's got a nice defense. They've got a nice uh, set of receivers. Uh, he could, he would be the kind of boost to that offense that could immediately make Denver a challenger. Of course, the problem is they play in the same division with Kansas City. But nonetheless, I think I would take uh, Aaron Rodgers if I'm Denver right now and take my chances that we'll be in the playoffs within a year or two. That would become a very interesting division, Andy. You've also got a young quarterback with Los Angeles Chargers Mm -hmm. who's pretty darn good. Well, And a new coach. And then there's this report out of Green Bay. Devontae Adams who's heading into the final year of his contract, they've, they've broken off talks. So, which means he probably hits the open market next year, and he may be telling you something right there. I'm going to be reunited with Aaron. Well, or he just doesn't want to be there without Aaron. Uh, the connect the dot stuff they're talking about, this is on Pro Football Talk, that you could get Devontae Adams... People in Vegas, if you want your ears to perk up, is college quarterback Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And conceivably, uh, Devontae Adams reunite with Derek. What do you make of Derek Carr this year? How about that I've for throwing a knuckleball at you? He's a capable quarterback. Um, I don't know that he can win you a Super Bowl, but I don't think he could prevent you from winning a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you got the good surrounding talent. But, but the, with the Raiders, the question for the last few years has been, A, their defense, and B, their play over the second half of the season. And so when people people ask me, are you would you go over or under on the Razor season win total this year, which I think is seven and a half, eight in, 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 in some places, I can't answer that 
because the concerns I have are we saw the last we saw last year and forget the fact that it was COVID. It was everybody had to deal with it, but they basically repeated in 2020 what they did in 2019 when they got off to like a six and two, six and three start and then faded late. And they did the same thing last year. So until until they can show me that uh, uh, that that the problems have been corrected and we won't know if the problems are corrected because the problems are in the second half of the season. Uh, so I can't I can't make a play on the Raiders season win total. If I go based on the strength of the roster, I think that this is a team that would go over eight wins, that they should be a nine and seven or better team. But thought that the last couple of years and, you know, last year they made it to eight and eight and you know, there was a team that, you know, by midseason was saying, hey, they're certainly a wild card team. They're not going to catch Kansas City and they needed to win that last game to get to eight and eight. Jury's still out. What do you make of Mike Mayock? I mean... I give him credit in that he sticks to his guns and he'll go off the board and take wacky picks, Or the, but they're the guys he wants. I uh, that the Pharrell one was an, an overreach. That one, maybe I think the jury's out on that. Yeah, you you, to, you look, give him you some time. You have to time. throw out a lot of, of what a lot of the players drafted in 2019, or 2019 and what 2020 did last year because of the unusual circumstances. That's fair. Uh, uh, I certainly would see no reason not to have him continue as general manager. He's, uh, oh, I'm not saying. Often it takes I'm three just to five years to, out, yeah. to see, you know, the quality. I don't mind him going going off the board. There were some who questioned a number of his picks that uh, have turned out to be pretty good so far. He's our buddy Andy Isco, the logical approach. Steve Carp's going to be doing Vegas hockey headline with us. He's here, maybe pop in with us the next segment as well. Stevie Slapshot back in studio. Glad to be with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius Channel 204. And on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, if you're coming in from out of town, you're going to head down to the Strip, do yourself a favor. He's a great guy, great place. Stop by see Tony Neville over at Treasure Island Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Fun fact. Even if the last sport you played was tag in fourth grade, you can still be a sports expert. Just keep it here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With your Vegas Sportsbook Radio from Sunset Station. Brian Blessing. Andy Isco's here. Stevie Slapshot's back in studio. And we got another Steve in the hopper. Our buddy Steve Carp is here. He'll be with me on Vegas Hockey Hotline. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour locally, KSHP.com. There's a listen live function. If you're a hockey fan, we invite you to do that. And of course, Scott Farrell will be taking you throughout the course of the day, joining at the top of the hour along the network. So, Mr. Carp, I am mm-hmm. a very, very happy guy. I'm like giddy that Chuck Fletcher is still a general manager in the NHL, and my team has his phone number. Merry Christmas! Don't you think? You're you're like the kid who got the shiny new bicycle on Christmas morning. Can you believe the return on that trade? Uh, yeah, I actually can. I like Crystal Line. Well, don't get me wrong. You know, look what he's done. You know. He gave Gostas Bear away to Arizona for nothing. 
Well, now he's. I, mean, got, I know they're trying to clear cap space in Philly. I get all that, but but now he's got Ellis and Wrist Linen as a D pair. Yeah, and and Ellis is pretty good. Yeah, you know, and if that, that meant giving up Nolan Patrick ultimately to move him to Vegas to get Ryan Ellis, I thought that was that was a pretty good move by Chuck. But Kevin Adams sitting pretty right now. So far, into, so good. Uh, what four o'clock today? Is it four or five? Five. Five. Five hour time. And he's not done. Easy. No. They might pull something else out of the hat before it's all said and done. Oh, I think maybe a lot more. Yeah. So but I will what? say this. We Stevie, I don't know if we're taking the bait here again. And but everybody said it. This was going to be a circus act. There have been some, you know, semi significant things, but nothing to the degree we thought there would be. I I mean, okay, the Buffalo thing, we knew they were going to be front and center. I got to believe there are other teams that are going to be jumping in the hopper this afternoon. Yeah, I think so. I, it, it feels like it, it, the chess game has begun. We're just kind of moving pawns around, and I'm I'm just waiting for the, you know, the for for the for the for the next again the next shoe to drop. Right? Like it it feels like some, a lot of this stuff has been set up. Right, like uh, the Gostas Bear getting moved, that was the setup to bring in Mr. Line, and some of these other moves have been set up, so we're waiting for the other move to come. Mm-hmm. Steve, let me throw this Oliver Stone kind of thing at you. I don't know. I mean, Vegas had been attached at always kicking the tires on Eichel. Who knows what what happens this afternoon? But mention this to Andy in the first hour. What do you think of this one? If Landeskog hits the open market, he wants to make nine. Okay. What if, and Vegas needs a center, what if Vegas offers him 7, 7.5 with no state tax? It's akin to making nine elsewhere. Not only are you filling your big need here, you are hurting the main danger to you for the foreseeable future. In the conference, for sure. Is that nuts? How do they get to the 7.5? Real easy. Okay, I'm listening. Flurry? Well, supposedly... Pittsburgh is talking, trying to get maybe rumors. Who knows? Okay, yeah, the two goalie thing. But it's a three. You got to have another team involved, obviously. Well, well, right out of the gate, I'm not. You know, the only reason I keep throwing this out there, this is no knock on him, but it's a hockey 101 deal. Riley Smith's making five million dollars a year, and he has one year left on his contract. You don't let guys walk out the door for nothing. Bam, there's five million. So Colorado gets Riley Smith. No, this guy's a UFA. You just signed this guy. All right, so where, where then, do you trade Riley Smith to? Anywhere. Do you do what? You trade him anywhere. You get a second round pick for him. The Rangers. Or Andrew Ladd, just give him away. Just to clear the cap. You're not giving him away. No, No, somebody would take Andrew Ladd to Arizona for nothing. Well, I don't Not know. Spare went to Philly for nothing. Oh, well, let me. Hey, from Philly for if nothing. the Rangers don't get Eichel, okay, you got Chris Drury and Gallant sitting there, and supposedly what's been reported, Smith and Marchesso are available. Well, that's then you got ten million. There you go. Actually, you have a little more if you want to move off those guys, who were Gallant guys, by the way, not the Boer guys. Right. So, yeah. I look. I just think this is such a moving target because everything we think is going to happen today. Don't lose sight of the fact. The fact that today is the twenty third. Five right. days from now is free agency. Well, the fact that nights have been relatively quiet 
tells me something's brewing. Of course. And something big. Because they don't go fishing for guppies. I, I, they go I, after the big ones. I swear to you, I you know me, I in, I would not rule out Eichel. No. I, I, I would not rule I, out Reinhardt. dismissing anything. You know, are they moving off of Alec Martinez? Are they going to let him hit the open market? That's up to the market. They pay $6 million for him. That's up to the market. They may overpay for him, by the way. Well, yeah, but, well. I'm talking about if he hits the open market, some team's going to run him. Someone's going to give him six. He played like a $6 million defense He deserves a bump. There's no doubt. Yeah, but would he take the haircut? Would he stay for four? I don't know how much he loves Vegas. That's the I'm point. about living here. No, I get it. Here. But making four here. I think he likes playing on this team. I think he likes playing for Pete DeBoer. But making four here is like making 4.8 or 4.9 anywhere else. I know that, right? And Flurry's the same. The thing that could happen with Flurry, and Jesse Granger was on from The Athletic yesterday, talked to Alan Walsh, Flurry would be, it appears, and give him credit, Ken Bulky from Vegas said this a few weeks back, that Flurry loves it here, his kids are here, and okay, I know he loves Pittsburgh too, but that Flurry would be open to signing an extension right. with a haircut right. next year. Right. And then so then the two goalies are making 10 yeah. or 9 or whatever. Well, if, if that's the case, then yes, it's it, it, it's conceivable they could figure a way to get Eichel. So, yeah, no question. I mean, look. It's just their nature. They're always in on the big thing. Right. It's in their DNA. Well, and that comes from the it owner. It comes right from the owner. You know, Bill Foley's... And the owner's in town, and the owner's sitting with the scouts today. I know. Right now. How, how disconcerting do you think that must feel, if you're one of those scouts? Let's say you're Bob Lowe's, you know, and you're you're the amateur, you know, scouting guy, or Will Will Carroll. And... I don't think there's pressure. I think... No, I, no, I, those I... guys. There's pressure on, on Kelly and George. That's yeah. where the pressure lies. But they have, they, they have a constant line of communication with them. He sits with them during the games. I, I, I think there's a collective... They're all on, on the same think, page. If you don't think Bill Foley is still smarting from losing to the Canadians... No, I get it. But I mean, but it's not like he's sitting at the scout table today and all, those, and all of a sudden that... These discussions have been had before today. No, they, look, Kelly was on yesterday with the media. You were on, I was on. And he... They've, they've done their work. All right, now it's a question of do they really want to move up to get a guy that they have a line on or are they content or maybe they move out of the first round? You know, remember, they got 30 and 36. So 29. <laughs> 29, right. <laughs> I know. Arizona by, the way, by the way, the Sabres picked is not 14. It's 13 yeah. they got from Ristolan because Arizona forfeited the first round yes. picks. Meanwhile, I like what Bill Armstrong's doing in Arizona. Yeah, I think you know he's picking up. He's gaining assets. This is what this is what Ronnie Francis should have been doing. And the gaining one thing assets and and so far nothing. I assumed this to be the case, but I wanted to hear it from the guy that would know. And ask Kelly McCrimmon this yesterday mm-hmm. that in a year where the players have played significantly fewer games, the scouts have seen a minuscule amount of these kids play in person. That a lot of this is conjecture and guessing and spidey sense and using their years of experience. But to the point, and I asked him, 
is this a year where, for the most part, you have, you know, what's it called? Central scouting. Mm-hmm. And most teams' draft boards would be within reason really close to one another. I said, is this a kind of year where teams' draft boards around the, the league, there'd be this wide array of disparity where, like, yeah. and he goes, yeah. Absolutely. You, you can't cover it like you normally do. I mean, you had kids who normally would have been playing in the Ontario Hockey League playing overseas in Slovenia and, and other places, Finland. All right, now your European scouts can maybe catch some of them, but you're not going to catch all of them. And so somebody's falling through the cracks, and somebody's going to pick up a bargoon, as you like to say, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whether it's Vegas oh, or whoever. Andy, Andy, I would say this. And the hockey draft is such an inexact science. Tonight's going to be good fun. Because these are teenagers, right? They're not college guys that have played, you know, like semi-pro not football. not developed yet. And they're still growing. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. But this is one of these deals where three years from now, some kid, and I mean this, some kid taken in the fourth round could be the best player taken in the draft because they just haven't scouted these guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, you go back throughout the annals of sports history, there are always guys who, in drafts, are drafted. You know, uh, Tom Brady may be the best example. Sure. Um, uh, Martin, uh, of, of the running back, uh, also in football. Uh, Piazza in baseball was... We see it in baseball every yes. year. Guys come out of nowhere. The guy in the 11th round yeah. winds up being a Cy Young winner. Has anyone ever asked Tom Brady, when he goes in the hall, his bust... Will Mo Lewis's head be next to him? <laughs> yeah, Mo Lewis or Drew Ble- or Andrew Bledsoe. And has Tom Brady been sawing off Mo Lewis with a cut of his paycheck for the last fifteen years? It's amazing how that how he may never have seen changed. the field yeah. if that didn't happen. And that's not a joke either. No, they ought to have an award called the Wally Pip Award. <laughs> Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're at Sunset Station having fun with Andy Isco, Steve Carp, and Stevie Slapshot. I'm Brian Blessing. Glad you're with us. Coming right back to Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're out at Sunset Station on a Friday, heading to the weekend. Brian Blessing with guests Andy Isco, the logical approach. Steve Carper, our good pals here. He's going to stick around for Vegas Hockey Hotline. Stevie Slapshot's back in studio. Well, Stevie, the COVID stuff, right? When we do the daily injury report, and you know, you've gone through this, and it's going to probably remain a thing. We got news of what the NFL was talking about yesterday with forfeiting games. If an outbreak, this is like such a gray area, if an outbreak, I guess, emanated from an unvaccinated player that there could be a forfeit, and we talked about that with Jay Cornegay, this is, man, this is just going to be an ongoing thing. In Minnesota, 
Yeah. They have an assistant coach, Rick Dennison. Had. Yeah, had. See ya. Not getting the vaccine, and they said you're not coaching. And I wonder if he's got a lawsuit uh, possibility there. Well, this, I'd have to this think com- so. This comes in. The uh, the assistant coach on Minnesota who, Jackson? yeah, was let go because of his refusal to take it, the vaccine. It's a kettle of fish that's out there in terms of, you know, we're not, we're not getting political here. It's a private company. Yeah. They can do what they want. They can do what they want. And are, Well, are they subject to NFL uh, requirements? The NFL's a private company. Nobody well, forces you to work for the NFL. I think. Well, see, I, I think the what the what the NFL was doing, they were in. I think what their announcement yesterday, they were encouraging vaccination. But you may be right; they can't require it, but they were encouraging it. And the penalty being that, you know, if you uh, if, if 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 you don't get the vaccine and you come down with it, you could be the reason why your team forfeits a game, putting pressure indirectly on the players. They they could just man, make it mandatory. If you don't like it, you don't have to work in that that company. It's very simple. All right. I mean, that that's, private, that has private, to be their thinking. Private enterprise can yeah. do what it wants to protect its its uh, its employees, or or yeah. In, in the case of it's an uh, this, investment, yeah. it's a company. investment. Yeah. Okay, they've lost billions of dollars from this thing, and if they if Goodell and the owners decide that everybody who works in this league, whether you're a player, a coach, a PR person, a scout. And if you're not vaccinated fully, you don't get to work for this company. I would have to think that the uh, lawyers are looking into that there's before making it mandatory. There, there's all sorts yeah. of stuff. There's Antitrust, actually. There's, yeah. there's all sorts of things. But I'm just saying, if you own a business, Andy, yeah. and I come work for you, and you say, Steve, one of the conditions for employment in my company is that you need to be vaccinated against the coronavirus. And I say, Andy, I have a lot of issues with it. And you say to me, well, that's fine, Steve. You can just go work for Brian Blessing, where he doesn't care. And I'm in total agreement with that point of view. (laughs) The question is, what is the legality of that point of view? In concept, you're perfectly right. Let me say that. That if you are private enterprise, you should be able to set the, the work conditions uh, just like uh, well, just like you have dress codes, for example. Exactly. So, some companies, you can't come in work wearing shorts and flip-flops. No. But here will be the real rub here. And okay, you know, they're putting the Sasquatch foot down here a little bit, trying to and coerce, push, whatever. Uh, strongly encouraged. Strongly encouraged. Okay. That's nice. Guys to get this thing. But you got a coach that got let go. Cole Beasley's yapping with the Bills. There are other guys that are, I think, DeAndre Hopkins. There are going to be other guys. I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, the coach is out. Technically, all you have to do is cut a player. Okay, you can do that. But the real gray area is going to be you get into a season, and if a team has an outbreak, let's see, who was it last year? Tennessee was the the big one, right? There were one of them, yeah. One of them that messed up a they, couple they of weeks. They a lot of Impacted the Chiefs, the Bills. I mean, whatever. Um, the problem is if they actually say, okay, yeah, you've got to forfeit. And they're going to say, well, wait a minute. 
I mean, Stevie, let's go, go all the way back. I mean, right, right, we had a thing at the station a, a year ago. Remember right. that? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, you and I ducked out on that. I came out here for three weeks and did the radio show, or two weeks. You beat it. I mean, we both were you know, pretty much of the belief we had it, you know, but uh, well before that. But everybody's like, oh, a certain somebody gave it to somebody. Well, that wasn't necessarily true. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like nobody knows. Correct. We no one knows where it started. The, mm-hmm. the one. The, and this is an in-house thing for us. It's no big deal. Nobody held anything against anybody. But the belief was a certain someone was the guy that brought the. But that's not necessarily the case. I mean, he could have got it from someone else who ended up getting it, or the person. Or multiple some person, people could have Some had person it. was sit- exactly someone sitting there asymptomatic the whole nine yards. Yeah. So the point is with this NFL thing. If a game gets forfeited, how are they going to prove this is the guy that was typhoid Mary? Not only that, and started my the thing. understanding, but, if I read it correctly, the players on both teams don't get paid. But that, and there's, and that's a the, whole that's where, huge issue. Well, that's, the players' association. And that's the where I was going. That's right where I was going. Is that hey, where did it start? But wait a minute, you're telling me if it was an unvaccinated guy, it was the reason. Okay, but you're talking about the legalese and lawyers. You're telling me some guy that's taking all the precautions and they don't get to play the game? Don't get paid? He doesn't get a game check? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're opening themselves up, too. Oh, yeah. It, it takes peer pressure to... Private oh. private, private enterprise or not, oh, yeah. you're saying, wait a minute, you're subjective... I mean, an argument would be, you're subjectively claiming and you're not a thousand percent sure that's the guy that started this thing and I don't get a game check? That's what I'm saying. It's taking peer pressure among the players See, to what I would level have, unforeseen. What I would have liked to have seen this year is this because a, is this again? Is this what we're not going down the rabbit hole? I don't care what you think or you think or what I think, but is this just another example of the politicization of this whole thing? It is in a way, but what I would have liked to have seen, and I'll come up with a specific example in a moment, is when they expanded the season from 16 to 17 games, they should have had two bye weeks for each team, like they did two years, I think, in 1990, 1991. Number one, they eliminated they eliminated a preseason game. Big deal. Nobody plays in that uh, preseason game. The New, the New England Patriots, and I forget the three other teams, I think the Dolphins are one of them, they don't get their bye week until week 14. They're going to play 13 straight weeks uh, without uh, without a break. Uh, they need, Number one, they could have had that extra bye week, and if you have the extra bye week when it comes to uh, the COVID and everything, it makes it a little bit easier to reschedule things. I know last year they were talking about having a week 18 to make up games that they had to postpone because of COVID in the regular season. And I give the NFL a lot of credit last year because they basically made it through the season. The one exception that I thought that they should have done was that week where Denver had no quarterback. That is a game that should have been uh, that was postponed. That but was other, otherwise, I think they did. And oh, by the way, that's a, a great point have. you bring up. That. And I understand the hurdles and the challenges. In fact, Kelly McCrimmon yesterday was talking about the challenge of putting an 82-game schedule together, home dates, arena availability. I mean, the schedule... Standard operating procedure. And especially those that share an arena with basketball. That's 82 games. Football, 16 games. But, I mean, there are significant challenges and hurdles, TV, everything, trying to put the Rubik's Cube together to put a schedule together. So there's no perfect 
quotient for that. But your point, Andy, is well taken. That maybe should should that be something that is taken into account? Because again, it's a, it's a, maybe it's an intangible thing. You don't know when injuries are about to service. But some teams are at a competitive disadvantage. Late if a pro- well, a team could be four and zero, and they get a bye in week five. They don't want it, and then they got to run a gauntlet. And they're beat up at the end of the year. The the when the buys are is actually a very big thing. Regular season win totals and, and a team's prospects. It's funny. I was when we were talking with uh, Jay before. I didn't bring it up, but I, I've had the thought that when we have these contests, we now have to pick ninety picks instead of eighty-five. Mm-hmm. That that the entrance that the contestants should be allowed a bye week where they don't have to make any selections. But it has to be, for example, after week five and before week eleven, so it can't really affect the overall results. Uh, sort of. And it, there's a little bit of merit to that. It's probably something that's difficult to implement, but nonetheless. The fact that they that they had the two buys before, and remember when they had the 31 teams, you had a team having a buy every week, meaning that one team didn't play in week one and one team didn't play in week 17. So I and again, it comes down to the NFL itself. They're concerned about player safety. How do you justify playing 13 straight weeks having a late buy, or playing 13 straight weeks and having an early buy? The one thing I'd ask all of you, and Stevie, chime in too. What we got? Give me a couple minutes. I, all my life, have loved the Olympics. I like the Winter Olympics better than the Summer Olympics, but I love the Olympics. And here this thing's starting. And the other night I watched a soccer game. Last night I watched about 10 minutes of the rowing. I even like that stuff, you know. And I'm like, eh. You know, and then this whole doggone thing postponed a year, no fans. They're threatening to knock it off. Uh, I don't know. I mean, how... How is this Olympics going to shake out? Well, we keep hearing more reports, and it would be, a, I think, a tremendous feat if they pull it off without any major reschedulings. But, you know, when we were growing up, people of our age, Olympics were special. Because you didn't have Great. a lot of the, a you didn't have as much competition from other sports. You know, baseball you'd see on you know game of the week unless you lived in a market with a team, etc. So the Olympics were special. I kind of liked the fact when they used to have them in the same year, the winter and the summer. I felt that they should almost go back to that this year with all the issues they're having, especially. Didn't in Japan they only now. do that the one year when they were transitioning? Yeah, yeah, that was I think one year. But I thought that they should have postponed these. Yeah, yeah p- postpone these Olympics to next year. So next year you would have the winter and the summer, and then you would go on with the Summer Olympics two years later in 2024 as scheduled. But the poor athletes that training. already gave up a year yeah. training, now you're asking them to train for six years or something. I mean, I, there's no... No, there, there are always arguments on both sides that are valid. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm hoping, and obviously it's a, it's a squirrely time, but you can DVR anything and watch the stuff, but... I'm hoping I get more into it. I just I just feel like the whole thing is, you know, they're up against it. Yeah, well, there's no question. I mean, what they're going through in Japan with COVID is uh, very reminiscent of what we went through here a year ago well, what, and what we're starting to experience. So what we're seeing now. In certain parts of the country. Yes, is. What's the best thing to do to stop the spread of a disease? Well, I don't think it's bring everybody from 150 countries around the world to a, a location where they're already having huge infections like Japan and then send everybody scurrying back to 150 countries around the world. I, I think that's what they're faced with, and unfortunately, yeah. money is going to dictate that these games are going to go on we'll as, well, as much we'll as possible. See. The one thing, Steve, Steve, yeah. you and I, we went to those hockey games with no fans. Let me tell you. 
no fun. <laughs> no fun whatsoever. I, you know, I, I've i watched a little bit of the soccer, too, and yeah. it's weird. It's weird. Are they it playing? very weird. Are they on turf or grass? It almost looks I like they're on ass. Some turf and some are grass. Yeah, the soccer was but sketchy. It's it's it was sketchy looking. Yeah, I mean, opening ceremonies this morning. Well, the, yeah. it didn't look as much fun as the Euro deal, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Let's take a break, come back, wrap it up. Vegas Sportsbook Radio on Sirius 204 along the Sports Grid Radio Network with Steve Carpi, Andy Escar, pal Stevie Slapshot. I'm Brian Blessing. Stick around. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Got a lot to consider. Stats, matchups, injury reports, travel, weather. That's why we're here. Get the edge 24-7 on your source for gaming, insights, expert perspectives, and more. We help make the odds. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio from Sunset Station. Thanks to Chuck Esposito, everybody here for rolling out the red carpet for us. What you got, Andy? I thought you were going to mention the Twin Q. Oh, thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Locally, got the twin Q, Saratoga. Appreciate that, Andy. Races 9 and 10 today, 5,000 up for grabs. Chuck also said, didn't he, a week ago in August, they're going to be 10,000? Did I think so. he said that? Yeah, I'm surprised that it's not like a race from Saratoga and a race from Del Mar. Yeah, as long as it's a nice day, these are two nice races and both on the turf. Got the uh, Lake George Stakes. And the last race, big field, field of 14 mm. on the lawn. Okay, yeah, thank you for that. So wanted to Hunt, say... Hunter's Delight. Yeah. We've got the Light the Lamp podcast with Cam Stewart coming up tonight after the NHL draft. So as soon as the draft concludes, we'll have that information for you on the Sports Grid platforms. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. With Cam Stewart and I, we'll do the Light the Lamp podcast on the Sports Grid platforms. I'll tweet that out. Uh, at Brian Blessing. You got you'll something? Have, you'll have to uh, Let ask Cam what he thinks of this trade. Uh-oh, quick. Bucinevich to the Blues for Blaze in the second in 2022. Ooh. Okay. You know what that means? I believe no Eichel to the Rangers. Probably Because it was Bucinevich and Cheadle and Strom were the names. I guess All you right. could still go Strom, Cheadle, You'd have to Georgia. up a little. You'd have to add to it. But never seemed to be the, the guy that was the hot potato in yeah, the Eichel thing. Yeah, I And, like and Pat Micheletti from Minnesota said, watch out for Zabanajek going to Minnesota. No. So the Rangers, Drury Chris Drury. House. Chris Drury, yeah, a lot going on. This is going to be a fun day. We got Vegas Hockey Island. We got a lot to dive into oh. with Steve Carr. Andy Isco, a couple hours with our pal, The Logical Approach. Great stuff, Andy. Thank you. It's great to see you. Appreciate you doing this. Good to be back. Back in the routine. Good to see you guys and uh, talking sports. Scott Farrell's coming up at the top of the hour right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series 204. KSHP.com. Listen live function. Myself, Steve Carp, Stevie Slapshot. A lot to talk about on Vegas Hockey Highland. I hope everybody has themselves a wonderful weekend.
The most important thing in any relationship is trust. That's why we